It was the patriarch of the Old Testament in the oldest book in the Bible, Job, who says, The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We come and we gather in this sacred space to remember and reflect, to celebrate and commemorate the life of our dearly departed Sister Gwendolyn Caldwell. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. And as we gather in this space to give uh, Brother Larry and their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and her siblings encouragement and uplift, certainly we have to say that God is to be praised. When you have a relationship with God and that you know God for real, for real, and allows for this moment to be rather bittersweet. Bittersweet in the sense of knowing that her physical remains, the essence of who she was to so many, has now been greatly diminished. But also at the same time, that when you know who Jesus Christ is and the partner of your sin, death is not the end, but merely a transition to something greater. And so we gather to celebrate that. And so this is the day that the Lord has made. And I want to encourage you to rejoice and be glad in it. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer as we seek and sense God's presence in this moment. God, we come right now and we thank you for allowing us to gather in this place and this space. And oh, what this family needs so much is only what you can provide. So by the power and by the presence of your Holy Spirit, saturate this space, this place, this moment with your Shekinah glory. Touch the hearts and allow for those who have gathered to hear and receive what it is you desire for them to know so that ultimately, as they leave this place with some tears having a track meet down their face, they will know they can trust you implicitly. Show yourself strong and mighty as only you can, oh God, even in the midst of a funeral, even in the midst of a homegoing celebration. And we'll bless your name forever and forever. It's in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray in his name. We claim it done. Let every heart that truly believes say amen. At this time, we're going to have a song or hymn, rather, from Sister Naomi Worthy. Um, and Minister Erica Minor is going to continue to give leadership as far as these services are concerned.
feet Guide my feet Oh, guide my feet And hold my trembling hand Take my hand Precious, precious Lord And the lead And the lead Oh Lead me home Praise the Lord, praise the Lord we all can give God praise in our sorrow and in our joy because he holds our hands and leads and guides us. Amen. This is a day to praise God. We are celebrating the life of our sister, Gwendolyn Caldwell, and God is to be praised for her life and all that she meant to each and every one of us in here. At this time, we want to transition into our Old Testament and New Testament scripture readings. Our Old Testament reading will be coming from the 23rd Psalm. The 23rd Psalm, and it reads, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? Amen. Our New Testament reading will be coming from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. John 14, 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know. And the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. 
At this time, we want to have uh, Reverend Dr. Eric Redman come. Uh, he is the senior pastor of King's Church, and he is going to bless us all with the prayer of comfort. And following that, we will have another musical selection uh, from Miss Naomi Worthy. Let us all bow our heads in prayer. Our most gracious and heavenly Father, we come to you in the name which is above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a life well lived. Lord, on our dear sister Gwendolyn, Father, we're here to celebrate a life well lived. And so, Father, we are here with those who believe to pray a prayer in agreements of comfort, a prayer of peace. Lord, we thank you, God, that the Holy Spirit that you sent to each one of us in this place on today is here and is present. And Father, we agree with your word, for you look over your word to perform it. Lord, that to be absent from the body is to be present with you. And Father, I pray that this prayer of comfort would go and just begin to be mindful to the believers on today. Lord, that Gwendolyn is with you. Comfort them now, Holy Spirit. Father, we pray, God, in the name of the Lord, that all that know you would know that one day we would see her again face to face. And so, Father, we pray this prayer, God, that those who do not know you, God, that they would say, I want to see Gwendolyn again, so I must give my heart to you. And, Father, let them have the very peace that passes all understanding that will rule their heart, soul, mind, and strength from this day, from next week, and next month, uh, and next year. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now that you're moving from heart to heart, every man, every woman, every young person. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, for the immediate, uh, Lord God, children. The husband. The sisters, the brothers. The daughters, the nieces and grandchildren and Lord all that are gathered here let them be at peace knowing that she is not hurting any longer she don't have to struggle to walk oh God but that she's with you and she's dancing oh she's dancing and Father, I believe that you would give her power and you would give her authority. You would give her even assignment to, to come and minister to one in the families. 
to help them to achieve and to run the race before them. Lord, that this great communion can once be done. Lord, when you will call us all who know you to meet you in the air. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, as they grieve, Lord, let them not grieve as the world grieves. But grieve, Lord God, with understanding that joy cometh in the morning. Now seal this prayer, Holy Spirit, into every heart that hear, let them receive in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And amen. Tell her I'm in the lonesome air 
as can be Angels Tell my friends and loved ones too When my work down here is finished I'm going home with you
praise belongs to the most high God. I thank everybody for coming out today to show respects to her. We love her. She was a great woman. And uh, her works are evident in our families and friends. And uh, she will be missed. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Tony's um, wife. And he is the nephew of Larry Caldwell. And being, a, being married into the Caldwell family is... Um, Challenging. <laughs> um, good men, but stubborn. And um, Aunt Gwen was my rock. My counselor. <laughs> she helped me for 16 years in my marriage with him. I love him, but Aunt Gwen would always be there to help me understand. <laughs> she helped me understand how to be a good wife. <laughs> How to cook fat back. <laughs> Sometimes I think we just went over there just to eat. I said, she said, y'all y'all ain't going through nothing. I said, not today, but I just came. What you cook today? You know, you got some greens over there. She used to help me cook. And I was young when I got married. And we've been married and together for 20 years. But she helped me. I've called numerous times. And it's going to be hard not to call. Because, you know, the devil is out there. He wants marriages, but she made sure that he wasn't going to get this one. So I love you, Aunt Gwen, and I'm going to be calling you in heaven whenever it gets on my nerves. <laughs> and to make, learn how to make fat back again, so <laughs> thank you. Hey everybody, I am the oldest grandchild and I'm reading a poem that's called My Grandma. She wasn't like other grands, spoiling kids with sweets, the minute you stepped out of line that slippers off her feet. She never was a pushover, the final word was hers, and if you were to argue back, she'd wring your little ears. She had her own opinions. She made her feelings known. And when it came to granddad, she could pick a bone. <laughs> but she was someone I depend on whenever things went wrong. And someone I could talk to. She was someone who stood up for me, no matter what I'd done. Someone who always loved me, like a second mom. I'm going to miss you, Grandma, more and more each day. Although I thought you lived forever, my superwoman is home. those who are here today appreciate the wonderful words of comfort that you shared and the love that you stated about how you felt about Sister Gwendolyn. Uh, thank you for all those who spoke. And on behalf of the family, to all of you who have sent cards, 
um, made phone calls, text messages, sent floral arrangements, or anything else that you have done for the family during this time of grief. The family thanks you for all that you have done. Uh, they will read your cards. They will eventually turn their, return your phone calls, but they thank you for the love that you have shown thus far. But don't forget to keep showing love because after today, they will need you even more. They will need you even more. Continue to be there for them. At this time, we're going to have another musical selection. And then after that, we will have our eulogy from Dr. Scott. Sing his mercy and his grace In the mansions bright and blessed He'll prepare for us a place When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be victory listen while we walk the pilgrims are pathway clouds will overspread the skies but when traveling days are over not a shadow not a sigh oh, when we all get to heaven Rejoicing that will be when we all sing Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of him in glory will the toys of life pay oh when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see my jesus we will sing and shout the victory what to the prize before us soon his beauty will behold soon the pearly gates will open we shall tread the streets of gold ah, when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be
We give God thanks for the personality and the gift of Sister Naomi Worthy uh, for his blessing us with her gift of song and to our minister of music, Brother David Scott Gibson, for uh, giving an offering as far as music is concerned, um, to Minister Erica Minor for providing leadership as far as this worship moment is concerned to the cadre of preachers that are on the rostrum as well as those that are in the congregation. Particularly, I want to say to uh, Brother Larry Caldwell and to his children and to the siblings of Sister Gwendolyn as well as the grandchildren and great-grandchildren that God has a way of moving as far as our lives are concerned. And sometimes we don't quite get it. And if we're honest, we may not even like it. But I promise God knows what's best. And um, to particularly Brother Larry, for all the years you all have been together, you all will have seen 50 years had she been alive for two more years. Um, but in today's age and culture, we thank God for 48. And we celebrate that. It's some couples can't stay married for 48 days. And you all did 48 years. And certainly God is to be praised. And amen. Go ahead and give God praise for that. But Larry's standing up going like, I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> Amen. Well, Larry, I got your call the other day. And um, I tell you where I was. Um, after church, Pierre and I, we went to the mountains. I just need to get away. And um, um, uh, I, I just need to get away. And, and so... Pierre and I went to the mountains, and um, uh, I'm trying to get at least 48 years, too. <laughs> Amen. Um, uh, if the Lord give us health, life, and strength, hopefully we'll, we'll get there. Um, and then when I get back, our daughter isn't feeling too well, and so I'm trying to limit my exposure to folks. So... Um, Pierre is playing doctor and I'm playing nurse uh, with our daughter. But we have been praying for you. We've been praying for you. And I want to say to you, to your children, to her siblings, to uh, this family, that um, I, can I confess something? I can't do her eulogy. She's already done it. Uh, yeah, she, you know, when I heard my sister Tanya talking about how she, <laughs> how she had to come and, and share as far as um, getting advice as far as marriage is concerned, you know, we don't have a lot of that anymore. We don't have a lot where season people, men and women, pour into those that are younger 
and, and share with them what they need in order to just make it through life. And um, my God, I wish we had more people that will give good news rather than gossip. So she's done a eulogy. I just want to preach the gospel. Um, and, and, and the gospel is couched in the words of Paul. And I'm going to read from the New Revised Standard Version. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. It reads like this. But we do not want you to be uninformed or ignorant, brothers and sisters, about those who have died. So that you may not grieve as others who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. But the Lord himself, with the cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will come down from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with our Christ forever. And ever let go ahead, go ahead, let him go, go ahead, go ahead, amen. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Y'all go ahead and let them out. Sometimes when you need to go, you can't be waiting for the reading of scripture. Y'all just go ahead and do what you need to do, amen. Uh, I want to talk about just for a few moments the hope that Gwendolyn Caldwell had, the hope that Gwendolyn Caldwell had. I would dare say that God will do some things that we don't quite get. We don't quite understand. We don't quite like, but I declare that if you hang with the Lord just a few more days, you'll appreciate it better by and by. Um, The message I got from Brother Larry the other day was something like this. He said, Sister Gwendolyn had been sick for a while and he was tired of seeing her suffer. And there are times when God will use even death as an agent of healing. And and if we can be honest, that may not be what we want to write in the script. But when God sees one of God's children suffering and There seems to be no comeback. Uh, He will release them from this place of pain and allow for them to be able to bask in his glory forever. Sister Caldwell, uh, I believe, was in the hospital when the Lord called her from labor to refreshment. But one thing that we can thank God for is at least God let her see her 68th birthday. And God is to be praised for that. But can we be honest for a moment? 68 years, um, that's a nice time. 
Um, we know folks, though, that see 70 and 80 and 90. And if we had our way, she would have at least saw 80 or 90, but 68. 68. But I, I want you to know, family, that 68, 70, 80, 90, even 100, when you compare it to eternity, ain't nothing. It, it, it is like trying to compare a, 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 a grain of sand to the entire universe. No comparison. And so I'm here to let you know that life is brief. And life is short. And none of us came here to stay. That's why it's so important for you to get your business fixed and your mind made up that you know that you know that you know for a fact that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. I want you to know, family, that every pain that Sister Gwendolyn experienced was nothing more than a text message from heaven that she wasn't going to be here alone. Every tear that she shed as far as her pain was concerned were messages back to her God saying, Lord, whenever you're ready, I'm ready for you to come get me. I want you to know that everything we go through in life, every suffering moment we encounter, when you get on the second half of your life, you look at things a whole lot different than when you do in the first half of your life. Sister Gwendolyn was on the second half of her life and she had come to a deeper understanding of who God is. And so that's why she was able to pour into uh, others what she had known because she realized that where I am at this juncture in my life, I got more patience, I got more grace, I got more love, I got more forgiveness, I got more understanding. Why? Because the Lord has allowed for me to grow up in him. And some stuff that used to upset me don't even bother me anymore. And so, and so as we come to celebrate her life and to uh, send her earthly remains to the cemetery, Paul got a word for all of us in this fourth chapter of 1 Thessalonians. But he wants to admonish us to be there for one another. He gives us instruction about some stuff that he had to deal with because some folks had a weird understanding of how God through Jesus was to operate. And in other words, the, the church at Thessalonica thought Jesus was getting ready to come back at that moment. And, and, and so they were looking for the second coming of the Lord. And, and, and I hear people talk about, you know, we're in the last days. Can I help you understand something? We've been in the last days ever since Jesus was raised from the dead. And, and, and so, and so these Christians at Thessalonica were looking for Jesus to come in just a moment. And, and they were worried about all the other disciples and apostles who had already died. And they were anxious about the, what's going to happen to their relatives who died in the Lord prior to Jesus' return. And so Paul said, listen, y'all are worrying about stuff you ain't got no control over. Be concerned about how you're going to live in the here and now and let God take care of the second coming in his own way. But I'm 
going to give you some insight that I've gotten from the Lord that will hopefully and prayerfully help you to appreciate what's going to happen. Those who die in the Lord shall be the first to get caught up in the air and we shall join him who remain and we'll be able to praise our God forever and forever. Can I give you something to shout? And can I give somebody a shout cue and this is for free? If you do what Jesus told you to do in his first coming, the second coming will take care of itself. So Paul, Paul says, I got some words of comfort for you. Uh, that as you gather at this moment, uh, I know it's tough. I'm not going to tell you not to cry. I know it's tough. You need to go ahead and grieve. I know it's tough, but I want to give you a good word. Sister Gwendolyn, because of her faith in Jesus Christ, had a hope that I want to pass on to you. So what is it that I want to share with you? Here it is. First of all, family, we are here not to forget Sister Gwendolyn, but to remember her. Don't forget her. Every word she shared, every encouragement she gave. Larry, you can't forget her. You got 48 years with her. It's, it's, it's good to have memory, and, and, and our memories are gifts from God. They, they warm us in those times of, of loneliness. And, and Brother Larry, folks ain't going to be calling you like they are right now. And folks ain't going to come by like they are right now. But oh, you can think about those conversations. And you can think about the times that you all held hands. You can think about the love that you all share. And it will remind you. And it will put a smile on your face. Even while tears go down your face. And it will let you know that God has you in your hands. To this family... We come to celebrate and commemorate her life, her love, and her legacy. She was a blessing to her husband, Larry, 48 years. She was a blessing to her children, Timothy and Tanya. She was a blessing to her sibling, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren. Memories are not taken away when you put the casket in the ground. Think about it. All that she shared, her words and her love, will come back and let you know that God is with you. Think about those words that she gave you in counseling, grandchildren. Think about how she used to hug you and gave you pennies and dimes, nickels and dollars every now and then. Our memory is a gift from God. And if you do it right, it'll put a smile on your face. I ain't telling you don't cry. And one of the things that get me about some Christians in today's culture is they say, well, if you know that she's in a better place, why are you crying? Because you miss her. And you love her. And you wish she was here. And so even Jesus wept. And if Jesus cried over his friend Lazarus, you can cry over your wife. You can cry over your mama. You can cry over your grandmama. You can cry over your sister. But my God, don't stay in the tears. Let the tears transport you to another place where you'll be able to say, God, I'm crying, but I'm going to give you glory because I know she's in a better place. So, so remember, don't forget her. Don't forget her. Remember her. But, but then we as a church, we're here to give you comfort. And that's why Naomi sings the way that she does. That's why Scott plays the way that he plays. That's why our ushers are on post. That's why our media team is here. That's why our minister Erica Mina provided leadership. That's why I'm here to try to preach a word. We're just trying to give you comfort. Trying to let you know. That God did not tell you to forget her. 
And here's the deal. You'll never get over this. But I declare I got a few witnesses that will let you know that God will give you power to deal with it. Grief is the price you pay for somebody you love. If you don't love somebody, you ain't going to grieve over them. It's some stuff you ain't got to grieve over, but grief is the price that you pay for somebody you love. In fact, Jesus says, blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Through Jesus Christ, we're here to give you support, Brother Larry. We're here to give support to the children. We're here to let you know that God understands what you're going through because guess what? God been there himself. God knows what it's like to lose somebody he loved because one day he saw his very own son, Jesus Christ, die on a hill called Calvary. It got so bad that even Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt like that God had abandoned him just for a moment. In this moment, you got to be real with your pain. But we're here to walk with you, to talk with you, to encourage you, and to let you know you ain't going through what you're going through by yourselves. And so, family, we're going to lift you up in prayer. We're going to keep you on our prayer list. You know, we got, you got some adjustments you got to make. You, you, you know you can't call mama like you used to. And my God, can I give this to you for free? Please, ma'am, please, sir, understand that if there's anybody you need to pray to, it ain't Gwendolyn, it's Jesus. Understand where your power is. Your power ain't in that casket. Your power is in the God above. I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm closing, I'm, I'm closing. But, but I got to give you something else. You want to know why? Even though our hearts are heavy, that we can have hope because God sent Jesus to die for our sins so that death does not have to have the last words. Now, now family, family, family and friends, listen, if this was the end, then we are most miserable. We should be crying. We should be acting a plum fool. We should be trying to jump into the graveyard when we go to the cemetery. But this ain't the end. This is merely a transitional moment for us. And you want to know why it ain't the end? Because this is what God did for us that we could not have done for ourselves. God, 2,000 years ago, sent Jesus. He died for our sins. God raised him from the dead. And since God raised him from the dead, Jesus conquered sin, death, and the grave. Oh, I feel like shouting right now. The resurrection of Jesus means that the death that a loved one experiences when he or she confesses Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is not the end, but it's merely a transition from life temporal to life eternal. I'm trying to keep my Mississippi from coming out right now. He wants you to understand that what you're experiencing today, he has already been through, and because he walked the path, he took care of death. As a matter of fact, he he took death out of death and he took the sting out of the grave and he took victory from the devil and so you and I we don't sorrow 
know as folks who don't know who Jesus Christ is. I know that death is a terrible thing. I know that death is frightening. But when you know who Jesus Christ is, you have a hope that other folks don't have. It's what the world needs today. It needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. And somebody needs to be reminded that if God can create, then God can recreate. That if God can make before, then God can make again. If God did it before, he can do it again. And so I'm just here to give the gospel to some man, woman, boy, girl that is witnessing the celebration homegoing of their loved one, good sister Gwen. And here's my shout right now. When you know that Jesus Christ is the son of God, when you know that God has raised him from the dead, death ain't the end, but nearly a transition from something less to something greater. And y'all want to know why I can shout? Because you may have to cry sometime, but he has promised to wipe the tears from your eyes. You may shake your head sometime, but he has promised to be a shoulder you can lean upon. And so can I give you a quick shout? And I'm going to my seat. You can drop your head right now, but we got somebody who said, I'll be the lifter of your head. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead God will give us power to be able to walk from this with tears in our eyes and a smile on our face can I give somebody a praise break right now Gwendolyn's hope should be our hope and can I tell y'all what that hope is oh I'm trying not to let my Mississippi slip out my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus name when darkness veils his lovely face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil and when he comes with trumpet sound or may I then in him be found dressed in his right Justness alone, faultless to stand before his throne on Christ. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand.
need some gentlemen that will come as pallbearers need at least six uh, and if you would come to my right your left uh, pallbearers will come down this way we're going to ask that everyone with the exception of the family will please stand as we get ready to recess out and we ask that you will Get to your cars as quickly as possible. Joe, what time are we supposed to be at the funeral? I mean, cemetery. Whenever we get there, as soon as possible. Oh, the sheriffs will help us? All right. We're going to Sunset Memorial Garden in Mint Hill. And so that can be kind of a twisty turn as far as that's concerned. So please make your way to your cars as quickly as possible. that the clergy will come with me. <clears throat> Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house there are many mansions and if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am you may be also Thomas said how do we know where you're going and who will show us the way 
Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by me. For I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skin worms shall destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold not another, though the rains be consumed within me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 